Galloway. And I'm Tracy Galloway. Welcome to our podcast, 36 Questions. This is an unscripted show where we candidly and spontaneously answer 36 questions that lead to love. Now, these 36 questions were invented by psychologist Arthur Aaron, who created this exercise to help people be vulnerable in order to foster closeness and intimacy. We have been married 26 years and have four almost grown children together. We've both been in Christian leadership for almost 30 years now. I've been a pastor, you've been a pastor, and we've both been student pastors. And I lead right now a nonprofit organization that does outreach to people experiencing homelessness. You know, our hope is that as we dig deep into each other's lives, that you will be inspired to find more intimacy and authenticity in your own relationships. Let's dive in. We are back. Episode 17, question 17 of 36 questions. We've been gone for quite a while. It's been months. Yes, we took a little break and we'll explain during the episode exactly why. Well, why don't we just explain right now? Why not? So um, I I may seem more serious because this is kind of a serious thing, but we have been experiencing COVID-19, which the whole world has been experiencing, but we happen to live in New Jersey, right outside of New York City. So here, it's been really intense here. Right. We're in the epicenter of the epicenter in in the United States. Right. And uh, Juan's been working uh, on the streets, doing relief work in New York City, so potentially being exposed and coming home. And even before that, though, um, I I got sick, and so I, I was sick for... A long time. A month. At least. At least a month. At least. And uh, someone in our, that was renting a room in our house got sick with COVID-19 and then uh, moved out and got tested positive. Let me know. You know, they never tell you that in the uh, Airbnb manual. (laughs) Try not to rent out your room to someone who's in the medical profession who might bring home COVID-19. Well, you know, sweetest guy ever. Yeah, like, he's great. Love him. Great guy. Great runner. Such a great guy. Um, I feel so bad for him. Um, he actually happened to be working as a student in the hospital where they took the second COVID patient in the state. In the state. Lucky us. And so, and that patient lives down the hill from our house. So we, we were just, us. we were real early. So I, I believe early in March, we were already not feeling well. I mean, I know he was coughing probably at the end of February, early in March. I wasn't feeling so great. And, um, Really, by the second half of March, mm-hmm. I was I was already sick. Um, so this is a special pandemic episode of the podcast, yeah. live from the front lines of New Jersey. Yeah, I it, it was bad because yeah, I was think terrible. I think um, you know I've been sick a lot in my life, and so that's not so big. I can handle being horribly ill and suffering. That's old hat for me, but. Um, not being able to breathe in the middle of the night. I had to sit up for like three weeks, day and night. I just sit up all day and sit up all night so I could breathe. And it was so hard to sit up. And just, I, I have to say the first week, I really, for the first time in my life, more than ever before, I felt terror. Like mm. I felt terrified. Yeah, because the news in the news, it's like 
People are dying left and right. People mm. we know, loved ones. No, it wasn't the news. I wasn't watching news. I felt terrified because I couldn't breathe. Mm. And I felt terrified because I'd keep spitting out this stuff. And I was trying not to like get it in my lungs. And I was trying to keep myself well because I didn't want to go in the hospital. I, I knew I wanted to stay home. And I made the decision that if I were going to die, I wanted to die at home. And so I completely decided, okay, I'm staying here no matter what. So I have to keep myself well. And I was doing everything from like turmeric and ginger and hot tea and sitting up and hot showers three times a day and, you know, just everything I could imagine to do. I made a tent over my bed and I, I decided like, okay, if this is it for me, how do I want to spend my last weeks if I'm going to die? And so just even having that thought's kind of crazy. And so during the time I said, well, I just want to spend time with the Lord because especially when I was afraid. So I decided I'm just going to spend a ton of time in prayer and the word. So I have the little Alexa dot next to our, um, our bed. So I played praise and worship, played the audio Bible from Audible. Um, and you finished the Bible, right? Went through the whole New Testament and then started it again because I was just listening yeah. to it for like five, six hours a day, listening to the word of God. Because there's a verse about healing coming through the watering of the word, you know, in your life. And so, and well, was, that was like all you did because I remember like you just didn't move. Yeah. You just laid there like incapacitated, mm-hmm. never moved a muscle. And yeah, it was, it was scary, scary for me. Um, well, you stayed out of the room. I, I shut myself in the room. I think, um, the week of March 15th, I, no, wait, on Saturday, even the 13th or 14th. I just thought, Get you that know right. what? Our, our, our viewers, our <sighs> listeners demand to know uh, exactly when. I wasn't feeling good. And I started coughing and I'm like, you know, just in case this is it, I better close myself in the room to protect the family. Mm. And so you came every morning and you would knock on the door and you would have your, the office chair wheeled way down the hallway and you'd sit and read me the Bible, read me a book from like 20 feet away while I, I could barely sit up in the chair to listen or be there for that but it was kind of just a way for us to be together a little bit every day which was nice yeah that was no fun I mean you were so out of it you couldn't even like watch tv or read a book or any of that you just would listen to the bible and then several weeks later um you well actually the first couple weeks the third week was the third and fourth week is what I remember is the worst like you were sick and then it got even worse yeah I have it on my calendar like I almost died today felt like I was gonna die today breathing bad 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 on my calendar yeah we had a lot of people praying for you yeah weeks three four five yeah it was bad um but you know when I felt like I was at my worst I felt like I was going to die I I kind of had come to terms with it. I wasn't afraid anymore. I spent so much time in the word and prayer and worship. I was ready to go. Like I imagined going to heaven and Jesus was going to come and take me. And I was like almost reaching up, like, come take me now. And, oh, he's not taking me yet. And I just figured in the next hour or two, I'm probably going to pass because I was feeling that sick. And, and then within like an hour or two, God spoke to me clearly. He said, you're going to live. (laughs) Kind of like, kind of like in a practical way. Like, come on, Tracy, you're going to (laughs) live. And I was like, really? Really? And he's like, yes. And I was like, oh, okay. And I was sure I was going to live because he told me. And then for some reason, I felt disappointed. <laughs> I was like, because I, I think I prepared myself emotionally, spiritually, yeah. so much to go that when I found out I was going to live, I think the next 24 hours, I felt kind of depressed. 
<laughs> well, but then I got over it and I was happy to be alive. It was a but, roller coaster of emotions, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was working around the clock from home and staying home with you because I wasn't sure. I didn't want to take any sickness um, to my staff, you know, So I, or anybody else. I was just going to stay home. Well, you had to because we had someone in our house who had COVID, right. our renter. We'd been exposed to him. We'd been exposed to him. And so there was a rule where you had to be uh, self-isolated weeks. for two yeah. weeks to see if there were any symptoms. And I had them, but you didn't. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was that was horrible and scary. And uh, I'm glad it's over. I remember when you... You felt well enough that you could do something, but you, well, physically you couldn't, but mentally you were kind of like, my brain started coming back. And then you started watching classes and lectures and courses. Uh The great courses. The great courses. (laughs) And I mean, you watched like 25 classes from Fall of the Roman Empire, like these crazy. 25 classes on the history of France, 25 classes on. um, Yeah, you logged in some. Clock some hours. Okay. The plague. I learned all about the plague. And these aren't just one or two episodes. They're like 20, 30 episodes. Yeah. Well, then they're like college classes, really, taught by experts in their field who are college professors at Duke University or wherever. Yeah. And that was because, yeah, my mind was working, but my body wasn't. And how many hours can you just lay there and listen to the Bible? I mean, after, you know, I mean, there has to be something else to do. And I wasn't strong enough to watch TV, but I could kind of just put that on the computer and just sort of, when I felt sharp, I could just listen, yeah. you know. Yep. Well, tough season, and um, but I'm glad that we're healthy enough to mm-hmm. do another podcast episode. Well, before we end, I just want to speak to people who've been sick or who are sick, because I felt like when I was sick, um, I, I turned off the news. I didn't want to hear it. I just need to focus on getting well. But I felt like there was very few people who realize that sick people are watching, sick people are listening, sick people are looking for encouragement. Mm. You know, like even church services, they pray for sick people. I mean, they pray, but they're not talking to the sick person. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to talk to you right now, if you're someone who's sick with COVID or anything else. And I want to say that um, it's okay to feel afraid. Mm -hmm. It's a natural feeling but you don't want to be overcome with fear, that you have to fight the fear. And the only way to fight the fear is with a sword. And the sword is the word of God, is the Bible. And that if you feel afraid, you need to immerse yourself in the word of God, the Bible, the New Testament. is full of life-giving scriptures that'll build your faith, build your strength, and help you to get through this. Yep. And um, ask for prayer. I had a ton of people praying for me. Tons of people were praying yeah. for me. And I'm just real thankful that I'm still here. And uh, I did, I, I'm not going to, I mean, I did like 20 things to try to help myself get well, but overall, maybe that helped me to not go in the hospital or something. But I think God just, just took time and, and God brought me through it, you know? Yeah. Well, it's the, during this time of people being sick and scared, having, or having loved ones who are sick and they're scared about that. Um, just the, the, the risks and everything that we, you're right. We need to build each other up, encourage each other more than ever. And also I think it helps you take the, um, emphasis off yourself and your own, you know, nervousness. It's like, if you can build up other people, it helps you to be healthy too. Um, I was, I was reading this verse, which I think this is God's verse for me for the whole year. It's first Thessalonians five eleven. It says, so encourage each other and build each other up. 
Hmm. And I was like, that's, that's what I'm supposed to be doing with my family, with my team at my job, uh, with people on the streets, with anybody, my friends, everyone. I'm supposed to like, keep that in mind. Like, how can I build that person up today? How can I encourage them? Um, and that's, that's like something we're all gifted to do. We all, I don't think that's my top spiritual gift encouragement, but it doesn't matter. Like that's God's call in my life, especially during this season. Mm. Any more you want to say about that sickness and the plague <sighs> of COVID-19? I don't know. It's just crazy. You know, we've all been in our house and we do a lot of things to keep us safe. When you get home, you shower and change all your clothes or you shower at work and, mm-hmm wipe everything down and you know we're doing everything we can do but there's no guarantee no of when you know we're going to die and so but the bible's pretty clear that he has a time appointed for us to die and either our names are written in the lamb's book of life or they're not um and so just make sure your name is written in that book <laughs> like get right with god <laughs> cuz you know i mean this is a time to really just take Yep. Take a, you know, what's that word? Take, you know, look through your... Yeah, take inventory. Take inventory of yourself spiritually. And also, I like how people are spending time with their families and their kids. I think, you know, people are worried about how their kids are going to respond. And I'm like, they're probably going to think this is the best time of their lives. Their parents are home and they're baking. <laughs> they're probably going to have well, good memories. Well, you know what? There's two sides to that. Yes, it is a blessing, but I think when you're in close quarters, when you're with each other more, there's also more opportunity to irritate each other, get on each other's nerves, get in arguments sometimes. Not that's that that's true. ever happened to us, except for earlier today. Yeah, we've been getting on each other's nerves lately. <clears throat> um, I think it's, you know, I don't think it's that you're doing anything or I'm doing anything to get on each other's nerves as much as there's underlying stress just about the whole situation, which makes us a little bit more snappy then we really, we should be. For sure. So we need to extend each other more mercy, more grace, more kindness, more gentleness mm-hmm. than usual to get through, for sure. Yeah, well, let's let's focus now on a lighter subject besides death and COVID-19. Yeah. Because uh, we need some encouragement. Just let's talk about something else. So those, okay. those out there, need they need a, a happy, positive podcast. Okay? Right. And you know what? This is actually an excellent podcast, an excellent thing to do with your family. If you're home at, with your family, you're having dinners together, or you're trying to connect with family, or maybe you've been frustrating each other and getting on each other's nerves, these, this is a way you can draw closer, is you can utilize these questions as ways to draw close. So the next question is... Question 17. 17. What is, Tracy Galloway, what is your most treasured memory? What is my most treasured memory? Well, do you have an answer? You can answer first. Since no, I was just talking ladies a, first. But I was just talking a lot. They're tired of my talking. You don't know, do you? <laughs> you thinking of it right now? Do you want um, me to go to give you a chance to think? Sure. The only thing about that is then you're not listening to me. You're just thinking of your answer. No, I'm listening. You promise? Yes. Okay. Um, well, not to make my other kids feel bad. All my kids are wonderful and I love them all. I love you. I love everybody. But I do have a special memory that is really my most treasured. And that is um, 
when I became a mother, I was in, I guess, Belmont, California. Northern California, Bay Area. Yeah, at Sequoia Hospital. And I was sitting there, or maybe it was Redwood City. No, not Red. I think it was Belmont. Anywhere, San Carlos. Anyway, and I was had just had River. And they wheeled her in in this little bassinet, and she was wrapped up in a white, soft cloth, like a little burrito, burrito like a little burrito. She was all wiped up, not wiped, wrapped up nice and tight. And she was just laying there kind of on her side, sort of looking at me. And her eyes were open, and they were just blink, 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 looking at me. Blink, blink, looking at me. Mm-hmm. Blink. And then I just looked at her, and I just imagined that her little eyes are going to be looking at me her whole entire life. And I just want to show her, you know, how to be a great, wonderful woman all her days. Mm. And I just had this overwhelming feeling that I loved her so much. And so I cried. I go, <laughs> I love her so much. <laughs> I just cried. That reminds me of that scene from Raising Arizona. I don't, do you remember that? Yes, That's I exactly do. what happened. Only they stole somebody else's baby. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage and... I forget her name, but I love her. She's a great cute, actress. Yeah. yeah, they stole somebody's baby <laughs> and she was crying and holding the baby. I think driving in a car and like saying, I love him so much. <laughs> it's a hilarious movie. You're right. It was just like that movie. Mm. Yeah. Racing Arizona. That's, that's a, a cult classic. That's a recommend. <laughs> you heard it here first. Oh, man. That's going back. Yeah, I remember when River was born and, you know, when each of the kids was born, it's just kind of a life-changing experience. But when your first kid is born, it's like you have nothing to compare it against. Right. So I, I do remember it very vividly and holding her and just like, wow, everything has changed. Mm-hmm. And um, now she's married. <laughs> you know, she's a nurse. Well, tell tell. Let's answer the question for you. Okay. Uh, I think first we have to do our book review because that's the way we do it. Okay. So I'm going to recommend a book this time, and it's by Christine Kane. I'm not sure if you know who she is. She speaks a lot at Hillsong um, conferences. She speaks all around the world. Um, She speaks for If Gathering. She Mm -hmm. runs an organization called A21 that helps people with human trafficking to get Mm. out of human trafficking. She's doing so many cool things. Um, She's a little powerhouse, little Greek powerhouse. Love her. Christine Kane. She wrote a book called Unexpected. And I think this book is good for this episode because everything that's happening to us with COVID-19 coronavirus is unexpected. Like nobody ever expected what's happening. I was doing a vision boarding event for 2020 with some friends earlier in the year and we're putting out all the fun things we're going to do this year and always we're going to ride our bikes and do this and do that and 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 no we're not doing no, n- never in our wildest imagination You, you didn't this build a vision board that included like Lying in bed, sick, and Dying. being stuck at home. Yeah, and no idea. So um, this book, it deals with P- 
people who've dealt with illness. It deals with people who've dealt with um, infertility. It deals with, with people who've lost their jobs. Um, just turns that have ha people have um, gotten divorced um, and dealt with affairs in their marriage. Just things that are unexpected you never think are going to happen, mm. you know, in your life and how to deal with that. And so it's really, I think it's really good because I think we all deal with unexpected circumstances mm -hmm. in our lives. So I think it applies to everyone. Mm. So I just got it on Audible and I've been listening to it. Yeah, you like that Audible stuff, listening to books. Well, if you're an Amazon Prime member and you wait to get something delivered an extra few days, yes. you get a free credit. And each credit is a whole book. This message is brought to you by Amazon Prime. <laughs> they are not paying us. I get free books that way. You know, and I, we read so much. Free audiobooks. Yeah, audiobooks. Correct. Yeah. You don't like audiobooks. I do not. I do not. There's, and I'm a book lover. Okay. Oh my gosh. I read multiple books at a time. I am right now. You like to read them out loud. You like to hear yourself talk. I like to look <laughs> at it with my eyeballs and read it. Whether it's out loud or to myself, it, it doesn't matter. But there's something about the visual aspect it connects to my brain. I guess I'm a visual learner. You don't like hearing anybody telling you anything, including me. I don't know. Could be. I mean, even in classes, I never like going to class because you just you just stare at that person while they talk. Blah blah blah, and it doesn't connect with my. That's brain. That's all you hear. You hear blah blah. Exactly. Blah. It doesn't connect with my brain. And that's what you hear when I talk too. You hear blah blah blah, don't you? I plead the fifth. Ugh. I cannot be compelled to testify against myself. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I love to read. I mean, I read a lot. I was, I was working on a new book I'm writing, and in the book, I realized for the first time, both the times I went to live on the streets and experience homelessness, I took books with me. I didn't take anything else except some chapstick and like a book because my greatest fear is being stuck somewhere, bored, nothing to do, and nothing to read. So I've always got books with me. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's a cool book. That sounds like a good topic, especially because nobody expects, you know, the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, everybody's been hit upside the head with something unexpected out of nowhere, you know, sometime in their life. Right. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Am I going to trust God? Do mm -hmm. I trust God? Or am I just going to, whatever, turn to something else? Yeah, she talks about how you can deny it or you can walk away from it or pretend like it's not happening or you can walk through it and mm. walking through the pain and through the situation, yeah. receive healing, God's wisdom and his strength and his maturity within yeah. the process. Yeah. Karen, Pastor Karen Shannon spoke uh, at Liquid Church and she said during the pandemic, one of the things out of many they said you should do to take care of yourself is befriend your emotions. Mm. I still remember that point. I can't remember all the others, but I was like, ooh, that's, that's good. What that means is don't do like what I do is whatever negative emotions I have, stuff them all down as hard mm. as you can and swallow them and try to put them aside so you can keep pushing forward. Mm. Um, acknowledge them. I'm scared. I'm angry. I'm freaked out. I'm worried. Uh, whatever it is, befriend your emotions. Okay, I'm experiencing that. It doesn't mean, okay, now I'm just going to lose it. It means, yes, I am experiencing this. That's my reality. Rather than being in denial, which makes it even worse. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's good stuff. Anything else you want to say about that book? Book of the week? Nope. Well, thanks for sharing. And we're back. And it's my turn to answer this gripping question. 
question number 17, episode 17. What is your most treasured memory? Um, if you hadn't stolen my answer, I would have said the birth of my kids. But since you already got that one, I have a lot of treasured memories. Um, I'll, I'll give you one that um, means a lot to me. When I was 17 years old, I graduated from high school. And my parents gave me a graduation present. It was a cobalt blue, neck through, Charvel electric guitar. And I was overwhelmed. Like I didn't know I was getting this. It was very expensive. It was very super nice. Nicest instrument I'd ever owned. I ended up playing it for years in bands and all kind of recording with it and all that stuff. But it was, it was like it, you know, I don't care about a lot of material things. But the ones I do care about are instruments, especially guitars specifically. We are sitting right now in my barn studio and we're surrounded by guitars hanging on the walls, which I have used to um, write songs, um, lead worship, um, record, um, play music around the world on mission trips, all that. So there's something about using that tool as a creative instrument that uh yeah it was like the one of the best presents i ever got so always be thankful to my parents for you know they invested in my passion and something that i was a real insecure kid i didn't have a lot going for me wasn't a great student or i was definitely was not good at sports i wasn't good at hardly anything that i could think of but they helped me get some instruments early on and those those were life-changing you know it gave me something I could use to express myself, my heart, my beliefs, um, my feelings. And it also gave me a tool to communicate to others and help them maybe see God, maybe get closer to God. And that's another passion of mine. So being able to do something so unique and creative. And that's probably how I first also, it helped me realize that I was creative that that was a part of me and that was an important part. And even though I was nervous, I was a nervous kid and insecure, I could sit in my room and just, you know, pluck away at my guitar for hours and hours and hours all by myself and be completely satisfied and happy <laughs> because I'm creating notes and music and chords and lyrics and it just opened up a whole world for me. So mm. always be grateful to my mom and dad for believing in me because I didn't believe in myself. So that changed my life and always be grateful. I remember when my mom taught, told me when I was 16 years old, it's funny how these things stick out. She, I was playing bass at the time. That was my first instrument. I'd started to learn at 16 and I was terrible. I was just learning. And she said, you know, maybe you'd make a good, maybe you should try playing electric guitar. You'd be good at that. And I, I looked at her like she was crazy. Like that's the most insane thing I've ever heard. I was like, mom, are you crazy? I can barely play the bass. That's, that's hard stuff. That's, you know, advanced and I can never do that. I ended up, you know, become, that was prophetic. You know, those words she spoken to me, even though I fought against it, my heart said yes. Hmm. And I pursued it with everything in me. And I, I progressed and I've been playing for, you know, 30 years now or whatever plus, but it's amazing how just those words that encourage or build up to mm -hmm. go back to what we we're saying. It goes back to that verse you're saying. What's that verse again? 
First uh, Thessalonians five eleven. It says what? It says, oh man. You have to look at it. Yeah, I don't. I don't have it memorized. It's look so it short. Why you don't need I memorize it? it? Oh, so encourage each other and build each other up. Yeah, it's so simple, right? And so, like that seed she planted in me mm-hmm. of encouragement and building me up, it turned into a, like a forest in my life. It mm. like paved the way for me to sing songs in Ethiopia. You know what I'm saying? And Uganda and and Finland and in front of hundreds and hundreds of Philippines. people. Philippines, you know, Dallas, all over the world, California. like. Cornerstone Music Festival. Those are just things I never could have imagined that I could do. And yeah. so I'm just thankful that somebody like my mom believed in me. And it's Mother's Day this Sunday. So happy early Mother's Day. Yay. I um, It's interesting you say that because it makes me think about something I try to remember to do and I have to continually remind myself. So I'm going to say this now to remind both of us to do this. Okay. And that is every day, everyone that's in your home if you share home with people, and if not, you can do it over the phone or the internet, encourage one person with something. Like, I'll see Haley and say, you know, you're so great at this. Or, oh, you know, you, you look so handsome today, Connor. You know, whatever it is, just something positive mm. about, that's true. Yeah. Because they'll know if it's, you're talking schmack. But something positive and true about really every person in your house every day, if you can. Yeah. It really means a lot, I think, when we do that. And so we need to... Remember, that's important, I think. Because yeah. then if you say it, you're speaking it out and words have power, you know, and you're speaking it like your mom spoke that into your life. Yeah. So you're actually, you know, speaking it into someone's life in a meaningful way. It's good. Yeah. It's like catching somebody doing something good. Yeah. And so point, many times and we pointing point it out, out to them. Right. Because so many times we point out what people are doing wrong. But if you can point out, like, thanks so much for taking out the garbage this morning early. You know, I was thinking about that this morning. I'm laying in bed and you're out dragging the garbage down the hill, down to the street. And I'm like, man, it must be so such a bummer because th- this is like men around the world. They have to take out the garbage. <laughs> they just women. I mean, I'm sure women do. I'm sure a lot of you do. But generally men kind of take on that task and I'm so thankful you know and so I was just thinking about that so that's yours for today thanks it's my pleasure to take out the garbage you have something nice to say to me yes yes I do (laughs) he's thinking as he says yes (laughs) don't blow it um well I just ate a delicious meal of homemade chili award-winning chili and uh, let me tell you, after that long stretch of, of me having to cook for the family, I'm so <laughs> thankful you're better. As a whole month, you had to cook. I, and I can't cook hardly anything. And But I was making you breakfast every day Yeah. because we were on a special diet at the time. I was making you eggs and sausage. and You had to bring it up to me, all my meals. Fruits. So you're my nurse. You're working full time. <laughs> you're doing outreach. And you're taking care of the house, cleaning the kids and cooking. Yeah. How'd you do it? Oh, man. It was hard. Was it? <laughs> it really was. So when you were better and when you were taking care of us again, it was just like, wow, I feel so happy. <laughs> Immediately the kitchen was clean. <laughs> when I went down when I was sick, because I'd go down to go outside to get fresh air and sunlight whenever I could, even if it was cold. And I'd walk through that kitchen. And I'd be like, oh, I'd have to like try to just put blinders on my eyes. It was so bad. Yeah, mom Mom always makes the home special and nice. Yeah. 
and dad does not and the kids so yeah i'm glad to have you back in back in action yeah so it's amazing how much life you pour into our family and just lightens up I don't know, everything makes makes life good good i'm still yeah. building my strength up yeah i still can only walk down the street and back not not very like 10 minutes of walking i'm still not very strong and it's been a long time almost two months you know so since the beginning of you know march april may we're in may now so we're getting close to two months so it takes a while yeah and uh, i was surprised about that for some reason i thought oh if you get it you'll be over it in two weeks it's not true yeah, we, we had somebody on staff, a good friend of mine, and she's been sick for a month. Yeah, Really, really time. sick. And, and you'll have one day where you feel better and one day you feel worse. One yes. day you feel better, one day you feel worse. And it's back and forth and back. And it's so tricky. So yeah, tricky. you think it's over and then it's back. Yeah. And it just goes on and on. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just thankful for we are alive. And um, I'm, I'm thankful that even though we're living... By New York City, the, where there's the most COVID cases, and the New Jersey, the second largest amount of COVID cases that were alive. Yeah, you know, and our family's okay. Yeah, and but just for people for who don't live in this area, I mean, every day I'm hearing about somebody who passed. Yeah, and it's someone's grandmother, or someone's sister, or someone's uncle. brother, or their uncle, or their cousin, or yep. you know, every single day. And you know, they have trucks with bodies in New York City just storage trucks with bodies because they, the funeral homes can't process them fast enough. So it's, it's a big deal. And here we are right now. I'm talking on what's today, May 8th, May 8th, 2020. Yep. But it's starting to calm down a little bit, but not much. New Jersey still, the numbers are going up. They haven't really leveled yet. So I'm going to end this podcast with a prayer. Mm. I want to pray for everyone listening. And I just want to pray for everybody in the world who's struggling. Okay? Sounds great. All right. The Bible says when two or more agree, it's done in heaven and earth. So agree with me in prayer if you're listening, because we're the two and you're the more. Okay? Jesus, I thank you, God, that you came to earth to bring life and life more abundantly. And that, God, um, in you we find life. Sometimes that's life here on earth that's better, and sometimes that's life everlasting in heaven. And Lord, only you know the plan you have for us, God. Um, but you said in your word, God, that your plans for us are good, Lord. That you have good things in store for us, God. Lord, that you are our light, you are our joy, you are our hope. And um, you said in your word, Lord, that you are the way, you are the truth, and you are the life. And no one gets to heaven but through you. So, Lord, I pray, God, for anybody who's listening who's far from you, Lord, or doesn't know you. And I pray, God, that they could invite you, Jesus, into their heart right now. And so if you're listening, just repeat after me and say, Jesus, I thank you that you died for me and that you love me and that you rose again to life so that I can have life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean. Set me free. Come into my life, Lord, so I can start anew. Right now, 
I declare that you, Jesus, are my Lord, are my Savior, and I thank you that you love me and that you're with me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, so if you prayed that prayer, um, just message us on Facebook. Um, download the Bible onto your phone. Start reading the New Testament. It's a little brown. It's an app with a little brown Bible, little yellow words that say Holy Bible. The U version. The U version. It's really awesome. And uh, start reading his word. Yeah, and I want to encourage everybody out there before we sign off. Uh, if you're struggling, let somebody know. You know, let us know. Call us. Email us. Message us. We'll pray for you. We'll talk to you. Yeah. But there's lots of people out there as counselors, pastors, friends, family, local churches, you know, don't, don't just try to tough it out on your own when you're really struggling. I've struggled big time and I know many other people who have too. So get help. You there's know? online counselors, there's all kinds of people. Um, mm-hmm. And don't just, don't, don't be proud, you know, don't be afraid to open up and, and let people in when you're struggling. We all struggle. We're all struggling during this time. Right. So uh, don't don't tough it out alone. We need each other. We do. And the Bible says to seek godly counsel. So preferably, mm-hmm. if you talk to somebody for that uh, you need help from, I would talk to somebody who's successful in that area. If you're having a problem in your marriage, don't talk to your single friend who's single and kind of a jerk. Talk to a married friend who's has an awesome marriage. If you're having a hard time physically, Talk to somebody who struggles physically, but who has victory in that area and seems to have joy. You know, find someone who is doing well in that area and seek them out. All right? Yes. I do that. I have mentors. Yeah. And I talk to them regularly and Mm -hmm. I pick their brain. I share my life and I ask their opinion. And heck, man, I need help. I'll help I can get. Surround yourself with people who are doing better than you're doing right now. Yeah. And don't. Be afraid to ask for help and ask for advice. All right. Well, we love you for listening. We appreciate you. And we pray that God would be with you and keep you safe. That's right. And please keep washing your hands. <laughs> Stay home. Let's let's kick this thing. Watch the Dr. Oz way to wash your hands. Do it like the surgeon's way. Yes. 20 seconds, warm water, lots of soap. And uh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to beat this thing. Yeah. Hang in there. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye.